One of the things my wife and I love to do, uh, our average is probably once a year, but it's still really special, is we like to take a half day and drive up to the Prairie View outlets in Wisconsin. And not only do we like to go around to the different stores and shops and pick out things for ourselves, but one of the things I enjoy is how we also get to pick out things for each other. Uh, and it's just a really fun date. Because we know the routine, right? Our clothes get, sometimes, sometimes, our clothes get too big. <laughs> More than often in the Midwest, our clothes get too tight, <laughs> right? All that Chicago pizza. Uh, our clothes get too dirty, uh, and they just get too worn out, and our clothes have to be replaced. So we enjoy going to those outlets and, and having that uh, date time together. You know, studies even show the difference that new clothes can make. Uh, studies show that new clothes can improve our confidence. They can inspire our mood, right? Everyone likes just You feel that confidence, that, that newness, that joy, the happiness to go, go to school in that new outfit, right? That new hat, those new shoes. Uh, and they can even give a short-term boost to our self-esteem. There's just something about new clothes. The song we just saying we talked about how God is for you. He is for you. He is for you. And to this small congregation that Paul has never met, that is in a waning little town now, Paul in the first two chapters of Colossians held up Jesus and how much Jesus is for you. That Jesus has rescued you from real darkness and transferred you into his kingdom. In him you have redemption, forgiveness of sins, reconciliation with God. In baptism you were buried with Christ. In baptism you were raised with Christ to new life so that you are alive in Jesus Christ and he actually lives inside of you. He has made perfect peace by the blood of his cross. He has disarmed all of the demonic realm. You are rooted in him. You are built up in him. We toil in his power. The goal for every believer is full maturity in Jesus Christ because in him is all wisdom and all understanding and you are blameless and holy in him. It's amazing, isn't it? That's a whole lot of Jesus in just two chapters of the Bible. But it's the God who is for you, and he's not done yet. Chapter 3 and 4 really gets into putting that into our everyday life application. And so in chapter 3 today, Paul invites us through this book of Colossians to step into God's fitting room. 
Now, when we go into a fitting room, we do two things. First, we take something off. We remove old clothing. And then secondly, we put new clothing on. And it's the same thing in chapter 3. Let's start with verses 5 through 9 again. Paul says, Therefore put to death what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you once walked when you were living in them, but now put them all off. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, and foul talk from your mouth. Stop lying to one another since you took off the old self with its practices. Paul here lists a total of 11 different articles of clothing that have absolutely no place in the wardrobe of his holy children. And so on this rack today, I have 11 articles of clothing representing one for each of those things that Paul talks about. For time's sake, I'm just going to pick out three of those articles of clothing to unpack just a little bit more. The first one that I want to touch on is the first one on Paul's list. In Greek, the front would have emphasis. So it's not a mistake that Paul would front this of those 11 vices. He wants there to be a priority there, sexual immorality. The Greek word there in the New Testament is porneia. Does that look at all familiar in English? It's where we get our English word porn from or pornography. Now, sexual immorality, porneia, is a broad umbrella term that includes any kind of sexual intimacy outside of a male-female monogamous marriage union. But part of this is certainly that word porn. I came across a very, very disturbing statistic this past week that really set me back. It would be very, very fair to say and sad that America is actually one nation under porn. Listen to this. This is in 2016. In just 2016, one U.S.-based porn site boasted that they had 90 billion video views, and on their website, at every single minute of every single day were 44,000 customers. If you do the math and put those together, this site boasted 
that in just one 12-month span, there were a half a million years, 500,000 years worth of porn consumption. And that's just one site in one year. In the last 20 years, that industry in America has increased 100-fold. So that now, it is a $100 billion a year industry annually, which is more than the NFL and MLB and the NBA combined. And that was 2016. Imagine how those numbers went up even more during the COVID lockdown. And that's just one nation. Paul takes this unfitting article of clothing and all of us says, because of who you are in Jesus, step into God's fitting room and take this off. I want to look at another one for a couple minutes from Paul's list here of 11. How about this article of clothing that also is not becoming for the family of God Research also continues to show, and we see it, we see it, that Americans are angry. Add to the fuel the mental stress of a lockdown. Add to that fuel the cost of inflation and sacrifices in family budgets and trips and even individuals and families having to burn into savings and pension plans to compensate for the rising prices. And then add to that the political divide in this nation that is getting more and more separated. And you can see that this nation is an anger incubator. We see it in the violence on the streets. I asked the police chief in Roselle what their number one call was, and he said it's domestic violence. Talked to another officer a couple weeks ago what the biggest thing is in Fox Lake area, and it was said that it was fentanyl. It's everywhere. The violent shootings even the horrid hit and run in Chicago a couple days ago, tempers that are flaring in sidelines and even up in the stands and on our roadways, we are in a powder keg, aren't we? That just feels like it's one news event from blowing up. Paul says, the unrighteous kind of anger. It's just not fitting for you, for me as God's children, 
it just gives too easy of a footstool for Satan to come into our hearts and minds and make us his base of operation. Paul says, take it off. Doesn't belong. Let's look at one more from the list of 11. Paul closes it with foul talk. The word there literally means anything obscene that might come from our mouths. Whether it is in a text or a tweet or a TikTok or a teammate or even now in the last five years, have you noticed even entire stadiums of Americans almost chanting really obscene, foul phrases? Paul says, because of who God has made you in Jesus Christ. Our holiness includes the tongue. Dirty, rotten, foul clothing that has no place in his wardrobe. Take them off, Paul says. Get rid of them. Reminds me of this shirt. This is one of my t-shirts that, humbly, honestly, I am really fond of. It has at least six, seven different colors of paints and stains on it. It has a nice hole here coming on the front. It has two different holes here that are starting to form on the back. And it's just one of those really old, frumpy t-shirts that my wife would love for me to get rid of and not just put it here but she sometimes pleads to put it in this one but it's my t-shirt and it is so comfortable and it is really, really hard for me to part with ones even like this. And I think it's the exact same for us with everything on our rack today. That with our sinful nature, some of these articles of clothing feel so comfortable that it's hard for us to think about not just taking them and putting them here. But God, you want me to take it, the foul talk, the anger, the pornea, and put it here? Sometimes it's hard to imagine our life, though, if we don't have these. But Paul is clear. In God's fitting room, don't just put them here. 
put him there. But remember that every time we go into a fitting room, we do two things. We don't just take off and remove, but we also what? We put on. And so let's continue in God's dressing room and look at what he says now in verse 10. He says, put on the new self. As God's elect, as his children who were chosen from eternity, is what that means. As God's elect, holy and beloved, put on heartfelt compassion. I show in the parentheses after there that the Greek word for that word is where we get our English word spleen from. The deep-seated compassion that you just feel down here, your bowels. And he says, and put on kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And those play out by having forbearance with each other. The word forbearance means long-suffering. And whatever, whoever has a complaint against one another, forgiving each other. Just as the Lord has already forgiven you, so also should you. And beyond all of those, put on love, which binds together and is the perfect bond of unity. That one phrase in the middle stands out, <clears throat> jumps off to me. In the middle, after just listing these incredible new articles of clothing, he says, whoever has a complaint against anyone. Paul is acknowledging that as Christians and even among Christians, there are still going to be moments of hurt and moments of grievance against one another. But it's in precisely those moments that we have to remember our complete new wardrobe in Jesus Christ. That in God's dressing room, we have this. The deep-seated compassion, the kindness, the humility, the gentleness, the patience, and above all of these, we have the belt of love which cinches all of these together. Take off, remove, and put on your entire new wardrobe in Jesus Christ. Do you remember several years ago, Chicagoans, several years ago, when Jenner, Gen X was younger? Do you remember the commercials, Mike, I want to be like Mike? And there's big, of course, Michael Jordan craze in Chicagoland. And on the commercial, it was, hey, you want to eat cereal? 
just like Mike, you want to wear the shoes, just like Mike, you want to wear the apparel, just like Mike. You'll notice behind each of these new articles of clothing, there is a Bible reference. That in the Bible is where every single one of these is also used for Jesus Christ. So that when we don these new graces that are ours in Jesus Christ, the deep-seated compassion, the kindness, the humility, the gentleness, the patience, and the love that binds them all together, we are most like Jesus Christ. And there's nothing like being more like Jesus. And as you look at this entire new wardrobe, it's free. Jesus has already paid for all of this new clothing in full. And this clothing that we have in Jesus, it never wears out. It never wrinkles and it never stains, and one size fits all, from birth to the grave. It is ours in Jesus Christ. In closing, I just want you to imagine with me for a second, picture yourself in this amazing, stunning, new attire of Jesus Christ. And I want you to imagine how this could change your office. And imagine how this could change your commute. Imagine how this clothing could change your dining room and your living room and your locker room and your lunch room and your classroom, and your senior residence. Imagine how this complete new wardrobe in Jesus Christ can make our homes and communities more like Jesus. As we know, as we think about this, there's just something really new and really exciting about new clothing. Today, this is yours. And tonight when you go to bed, this is yours. And tomorrow morning when you wake up, whatever that brings... That is yours. Imagine the transformation. There's just something about new clothes. Amen.